episode 94 weighing in with travis hartman i am b money the producer that over there is weekend trav we are coming to you from two different facilities obviously weekend trav is there in the podcast room of the th boxing gym on the second floor there and then i am uh well I know. I think you guys are on to me. I'm not really here at the uh, Valley Sports Presents Enterbox Championship Boxing. That was Sunday. We're going to talk about that uh, in, in a few moments here on the show. But obviously, Weekend Trav, we have a lot to kick off with, including the big-time heavyweight championship matchup that was this past weekend between Alexander Usyk and Anthony Joshua. Uh, big 12-round affair, so we're going to jump into that. We also want to reference Mike Perry taking on Michael Venom Page in, in Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship that was happened over across the pond in england over the weekend uh same day a little earlier and then then obviously the bally sports event that we went to on sunday which was well promoted by box lab promotions as well as in part with american dreams presents weekend trap good to see you hey money what a weekend of boxing Ooh, combat sports was on fire yeah. all weekend weekend drive yeah. it was busy busy but without further ado I want to just jump right into all the meat. People want the meat. Let's get it. Let's get it. All right. They want the meat between in this podcast sandwich. <laughs> I see what you did there. Ah, there we I go. There it. we go. So we're going to jump right into the fight that happened in Saudi Arabia. That's the heavyweight championship matchup with Alexander Usyk. Alexander Usyk, sorry, versus Anthony Joshua. That was on DAZN on Saturday. Call it afternoon because of the time difference. We can trav. 12 rounds. You had a prediction out there. Talk yep, us through you know, it all. I know. And I knew putting my prediction out there, I knew that I was emotional and it was stupid. But I stuck to it. I stuck to my guns. I picked Anthony Joshua going the distance. Mm. And he ended up losing a split decision, by the way. Be money. I'll be honest. Even though I picked Anthony Joshua to win, it was not a split decision. No, no. I... I think a fair assessment would be eight rounds to four, which is, I think, something like 116, 112 is more of a fair scorecard. And that's pretty much what I scored it. So um, I. Well, well, one Glenn Feldman scored it, what you're talking about, uh, 115, 113 towards Anthony Joshua, which is seven uh, rounds of five, super close fight, but I couldn't see it Joshua's way. No, I couldn't find a way to give it to him. I couldn't, even though I wanted to. I literally tried B money and I could not find seven rounds to give Anthony Joshua. I just, I couldn't, he was beaten fair and square uh, by Alexander Usyk and the props goes to him. He takes home all the belts. Now he owns all of the belts minus the one that Tyson Fury owns, which I believe is the WBC, which mm. is the green belt. Oh. I think this fight was for yeah. all the rest of the belts. Cause there's four major title belts. Yeah. So um, it was I, the IBF world, the IBO world heavyweight, the WBA super heavy world heavyweight and the WBO world heavyweight. Yeah. Those were all the four. The IBO is actually not considered a legit of the top four, but they're getting there actually. Yeah. But yeah, so it's the WBA, WBO, and IBF. They're considered the three of the four major, and the and the fourth major is the WBC, which is what Tyson Fury owns, and he hasn't fully retired because he keeps coming in, coming out. So he's still technically the champion, still technically the best uh, heavyweight in the world. Um, so who knows what's gonna happen with that? But back to the fight, Anthony Joshua Usyk. Um, I picked it wrong. B-Money picked Usyk again. This is my second time in a row 
picking this fight wrong, by the way, because the first fight, I also chose Joshua. You chose Usyk. And what did I do? I doubled down on my stupidity, and I picked Joshua again. I think uh, we, but, we were we were both in agreement that we thought the fight would go the distance. Yes. Uh, uh, and uh, and uh, once again. And so even on my gambling habits, I kind of bet on the fight, uh, basically taking the over 10 and a half rounds. But also because I hedge myself, I'm a chicken better. I'm a chicken gambler. And I actually took both guys winning by decision just to hedge myself, knowing I would walk away winning something or, or uh, some earnings if the yeah. fight went the distance. So and it did. So that worked out, worked out pretty good for me. You did good. Sorry for moving around. I keep getting little uh, things that say my microphone's doing something weird, but no, um, I can hear you. yeah, it was, you know what, like I said, it's, here's the deal. They, um, Eddie Hearn with uh, Matchroom Boxing and DAZN, yep. had, they built up Anthony Joshua properly. He was a proper cash cow, good looking, very commercial. He could fight. It's not that he can't fight. But I think I fell into the mix, what I always preach about. I bought into the hype. I did. I think Anthony Joshua is a good heavyweight. I just don't think he's a great heavyweight. And that's what we thought he was going to be. And I thought he had all the attributes. But I think after this fight, I think mentally he broke. Because after this fight and he lost again, this is his rematch and he lost the rematch. He had a little bit of a meltdown inside oh, the ring. Oh, yeah. yeah. A little yeah. bit after the fight. So... I think that what happened was, and this is, I try to preach this to the young up and comers too. Don't believe all of the hype and the same token, don't believe all of the haters, but if you can get an even kill person like that, they're going to win a lot. And I think what happened was Anthony Joshua ended up falling into the believing the hype, believing that he was this great, massive, the best of all time. But I never thought he was the best. Anyway, I always thought Tyson Fury um, could easily beat him from the get-go. And honestly, we talked about this off-air. I would love to see a Deontay Wilder versus uh, Anthony Joshua fight. Sure, sure. Now that would take, be a phenomenal fight. Take our listeners and watchers, depending on if you're watching this on YouTube or on Rumble or if you're listening to us on Spotify or iHeartRadio or, or Amazon, wherever, we're, we're all over the place with that. For our subscribers, our listeners, our watchers, Weekend Trav, kind of give us a, a, a little comparison here between the first time they matched up with one another and then what you saw this time. Any improvements from Anthony Joshua? Anything that uh, Usyk, Usyk you know, should have worked on better? What, what did you see uh, you know, between the two, uh, between the, the first fight and then this fight? Early on, I thought Anthony Joshua came out and fought so much better. The first two rounds, I gave Anthony Joshua the first two rounds. I thought he came out with a little bit different game plan, was trying to be the bigger man, was being busier, was letting his hands go. And I attribute a lot of that to Robert Garcia, who he hired for this for this specific fight. Robert mm -hmm. Garcia is a very, very good X's and O's type of coach. He can break down a lot of stuff. He sees a lot of good things and, and can do a lot of good stuff mentally as well. But what I saw after the first couple of rounds was – Usyk doing what he always does. And when he was just taking in data, I feel like, and then he just did the exact same thing essentially that he did the first fight. He figured out Anthony Joshua. He started using his angles, started pot shotting him and just started being Usyk, which is very good fighter, technically very sound, has a good jab, has good angles, has good movement in and out in circles. And, and he just confused Anthony Joshua. What really happened was just the fact was the skill level it turned out to be glaringly obvious that Usyk was massively 
better skilled than Joshua. We yeah. saw that in the first fight too, yeah. but we all maybe just thought that could have been a, a one-off, you know, but Usyk came out and Usyk fought like Usyk. I thought it was a good thing that Usyk um, didn't end up coming in a lot heavier than we thought. He, we thought he was going to put on a bunch of weight, right? And mm -hmm. he came in about even. I think he came in the exact same It's way. almost Anthony the same. Joshua. I think yeah. 121 and a half versus last fight was 121 and a quarter. So not yeah, much so difference. 221 and a quarter, but yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. So 221, yep. Yeah, and, and actually, Anthony Joshua came in heavier, which I thought was a little weird because yeah, I figured he'd want to be. But I said in the beginning, I thought that if he was if he fought a big man's fight and kept pushing Usyk back with the bigger, heavier punches, hold him, punch him, hold him, move, I thought he would win. So maybe the the bigger weight was what he was trying to do. But the point I'm trying to make is halfway through that fight, his game plan broke down, and Anthony Joshua went back to being Anthony Joshua and got outskilled was making just silly mistakes. And he actually, to me, he fought like an insecure fighter. I yeah. don't think there's a lot of confidence in that man right now. And even worse now that he lost. I think after the first two rounds and then the, the, the fight pretty much flipped back in Usyk's favor that, that that's where the confidence probably went. And then on top of that weekend travel, I believe it, what it was uh, round eight, I think yep. it, was, it was where Anthony Joshua started really finding the body and, and, and thinking, Hmm, this might be the way this fight finishes now. He and he was he was hurting. He was hurting uh Usyk. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, what ends up happening? Come round nine, Anthony Joshua's gassed because his big body, his big big muscular yep. frame yep. was exhausted. Yeah. I think and to the game plan, I believe, of the other corner. Yep. You know, we want to be in a 12 round slugfest with this guy and him get exhausted, us win the rounds out, and that's that. Boom, boom, boom. And that's exactly the way it went. And that's been the knock on Anthony Joshua for a while. Tyson Fury said it a long time ago. He goes, he's a bodybuilder. He goes, yeah. he looks like a bodybuilder. He doesn't have punches and he doesn't have the stamina to keep up in this heavyweight division. Yeah. Um, to be to his credit, though, he did beat a very good Vladimir Klitschko. Anthony Joshua did, which is what kind of confused us all and thought Anthony Joshua might be something amazing because mm. Anthony or Vladimir Klitschko was amazing and that's in my opinion that's anthony joshua's biggest win um was against vladimir klitschko he had good wins after that no doubt but his greatest win on his resume right now and i think it's going to go down that way because i don't think he comes back and beats any of these top guys is going to be vladimir klitschko but in retrospect vladimir klitschko retired right after that fight as well could have been his you know final final whatever hoorah uh but the fact is it's it sucks to say because Anthony Joshua really does seem like a good guy. He does. He seems like a good guy. You don't ever see him really doing bad stuff. I think he's a good guy. Um, but if you want my professional boxing opinion, mm -hmm. he is not the best heavyweight in the world. He's probably, he might be top five right now, but I think he's going to have to beat a guy like a Deontay Wilder or a John Ruiz or uh, Luis Ortiz, or one of those guys. Andy Ru Andy Ruiz. Yeah, Andy. I said John Ruiz again. Yep, yep. it's Andy Ruiz. Uh, he's gonna. John Ruiz is an old heavyweight, actually, but he is a heavy, <laughs> former heavyweight champion. <laughs> Maybe it'll help him to beat him too. Um, yeah. So before he we needs get to beat one of those, before we get to next steps for these guys, uh, let's talk a little bit about the what we saw as the meltdown in the ring, right? So after the fight was over, you had the typical show of respect between the two guys. They had just been basically through twenty four rounds together. And you saw them yep. both drop on knees, and it was a good moment, and we, it was a very respectful moment. Yep. And then just something happened weekend, Trav, and I don't know what. I don't know if you know what either. And then all of a sudden, just something flipped a, a switch within Anthony Joshua's head to yep. where he stormed into the corner. He held on to two of the belts, 
threw him down onto the canvas. He's walking away. His corner's trying to, you know, pull him back. He's shouting a lot. Of, it was just a weird exchange at that point. Yeah. Did, did Do we know what exactly happened there weekend, Trev? No, and I don't think we probably ever will know exactly because here's the deal. As a professional boxer myself, I know, and I've never been on a stage like that, okay? So that's I'm not trying to compare like I've been there where Anthony Joshua's been because he's had a lot of pressure on him. He's had a lot of uh, fans behind him. He's had a lot of buildup. He's been in one of the most important heavyweight fights, you know, of this era probably fighting Usyk. So what I'm getting at is I know as a fighter, as soon as I'm done fighting, I'm actually, to be 100% honest, I've said this before and I'll say it again, I'm actually not a huge fan of interviews inside the boxing ring because especially heavyweights, they just got their bell rung, man. He just Mm -hmm. went 12 rounds. Even though he didn't get knocked out, he was getting pummeled into the head, okay? Your brain and emotions are running wild. You're not thinking straight. I've been there. I won a fight. I did a four-round fight, and I won this fight. For whatever reason, I got super emotional after the fight inside the ring, took my mouthpiece, threw it out in the crowd for no reason. I just kind of flipped too, not to the level that Anthony Joshua did because my dad obviously was there and cooled me off. I was like, hey, what are you doing, dude? Shut up. (laughs) Like, And I was like, yeah, you're right. I don't know why I'm being emotional. My point is, there's a lot of high emotions running. And I think what we did was we saw a very, very real and human um, experience emotionally with Anthony mm-hmm. Joshua in that ring. It's That was probably the realest you could probably see of that person right there. He just had a massive um, letdown. He lost a rematch that he thought he was probably going to win mm-hmm. and become the heavyweight champion of the world again. So all of that just come tumbling down. And I think now in his own mind, be money. He's got to accept the fact that maybe I'm not the best heavyweight in the world. Like I thought I was because everybody thinks Tyson Fury is the best heavyweight. So when Usyk beat him twice, he's really thinking like, Oh my gosh, like I I'm and that. I think the realization hit him inside that ring after the emotions calmed down from him doing it, showing sportsmanship to be fair. I think he showed sportsmanship through it all. I think the meltdown was more self-inflicted and it was more towards his own self. I didn't really see him get aggressive or anything. It was no, no, no. It was weird. It was just, and and they, and, and him and, uh, and Usyk Usyk also had like a weird exchange too, where they finally uh, were able to put some words to the mic, uh, you know him. I mean, I get it. It's an emotional deal. Um, my question, weekend, Trav, and I think your question too is: in that moment, and for him to get a microphone, <laughs> where is his, where are his handlers? Where are who allowed that to happen? It's a journalist's dream to get an interview inside that ring, though, because they will get some crazy stuff that people will oh, talk yeah. about for ages. So they will be putting that microphone in their face forever. But you need a coach, an agent, a manager, a promoter, somebody to grab you and pull you back. When you're as big of a figure as Anthony Joshua is, I think his handlers, um, Eddie Hearn, <laughs> Eddie I think Hearn they kind of let him down. Eddie Hearn should have cut the power in the stadium at that point. The guy's Incredible. still marketable. So that's yeah. why you can't completely let him trash himself. He had a he had a legit right on air on stage meltdown, and they well, just let him off the dry. Well, weekend, Trav. It's been talked about at this point in the media quite a bit. Uh, this this fight was Saturday. Obviously, this episode drops on a Wednesday, uh, so the, the, everyone's had enough time to digest that. But what we want to talk about briefly here, and then we'll move on to next topic, is next steps. Then uh, I, I, let's start with Anthony Joshua. I think it's pretty obvious what we want to see with the other guy. But Anthony Joshua, what do you think next step is here? Man, you know what? I honestly I wouldn't be surprised if this guy goes back and 
really, really contemplates his entire career because he's got a ton of money. He does. He made a ton of money already. Um, I think he's realizing that he switched coaches even. This is the thing. When you when these fighters start getting insecure, they fire their coach and they go to something new because they think it's going to help them a ton. It's not. You are who you are right now. A coach can't help with a game plan. But in this fight, um, you, if you as you watched it, halfway through, Anthony Joshua reverted back to all of his old act annex and all of his sure. old tactics and went away from the game plan. So I, I don't know. If you're Anthony Joshua, to be honest, I think you take a massive break. I mean, talking six to 12 months mm. and then think about it and think about what you want. Think about if this is really worth it and think about um, your family. You want to raise family. You want to be all this. Like, think about all of that because I'm telling you, he's probably got hundreds of millions of dollars. You got to start weighing your priorities now. You had a great career. He did. He had a very great, he was a heavyweight champion of the world. No shame in that. Right. But I think in my opinion, he is done at the elite level of the heavyweight division. He hmm. will not beat a top elite. He won't beat Usyk. He won't beat Tyson Fury. Those two guys, he doesn't even come close to beat. Tyson yeah. Fury, in my opinion, actually knocks out Anthony Joshua. That fight, yeah. I would predict, wouldn't go the distance. So we're thinking maybe, uh, I mean, it's been floated out there, not by us, but others, so I don't want to take credit, but Deontay Wilder, maybe. It's, you know, I know I he has a it. fight coming up uh, anyways against somebody, uh, but... Uh, maybe maybe that could be maybe a year from now, six, 12 months from now. Maybe that's what we're talking about. I think that's the smartest fight for him because um, Deontay Wilder can be outboxed. He doesn't have a really high level of boxing skill, but he hits like a train, bro. And yeah, Anthony yeah. Joshua has been leveled a couple of times. He's yeah. He's been stopped. Um, ways, yeah. Andy Rez stopped him, but mm -hmm. I've also seen him on the canvas multiple other times. Klitschko had him down too. So he's been on the canvas. He's been rocked. And the one thing that you can say about Deontay Wilder is this guy can flat out punch, period. He put Tyson Fury down and almost out and almost in a grave. Yeah. You know what I mean? The guy rose from the grave. So that's a tough fight. I would like to see him maybe touch on a Luis Ortiz, possibly, who's an older, more faded guy. Who Try also to get has a, a victory fight. there, who has a fight as well. Um, possibly going after Deontay Wilder. If he wants to really cash out, I think he should fight Deontay Wilder. Yeah. And that would be his cash out. He's going to make a ton of money off of that fight because yeah. I'll pay to see that. I got I that, that, that'd it. get a lot of buys, I think. And um, I think right off into the sunset. Yeah. So you mentioned a name here and maybe this would be for Alexander Us uh, Usyk. Are we looking at unified, undisputed heavyweight champ? Maybe Tyson Fury on again, off again, retirement. Well, will we see it? Will we Ooh. see those two finally battle for all the gold? I, I don't know. I think, um, yes, if they will pay Tyson Fury a ridiculous amount of money, he will come out and fight this guy. And why I say that is because Usyk's style is going to give even Tyson Fury problems. <clears throat> so I think it would be a very awkward and tough fight for Tyson Fury still. I think he would have to be the favorite still, but I don't think he wants this fight either. Not unless you were going to pay him a mountain of money. If you offer Tyson Fury a mountain of money, he will fight this guy. Otherwise, if you're Tyson Fury, for all the reasons he said he retired for, stay retired, bro. You've got hundreds of millions of dollars in the bank as well. You don't need, you are untouchable. In my opinion, he is the best heavyweight, bar none, in the last, what, three, four, five years now. He's the best heavyweight in the world. I've said it and I'll say it again. I became a fan of him, but I don't think 
he should come back out of retirement, just stay retired, let Usyk run that division. I think Usyk could probably run that division for a bit, B-Money, because yeah. of his skill level and his toughness. Yeah, yeah. And plus, I just think, you know, when you look at names, we, we can run through top five pretty quickly, and then what? Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, that's kind of yeah. the biggest question mark for me in that division is, okay, beyond those five, then what, right? So, mm-hmm. well, that's the heavyweights, folks, and that's the first item of business here, but second item of business we can track and i would be remiss if i did not mention that we didn't give enough love to this leading up to it however we did have friend of a friend of ours mike perry platinum platinum mike perry taking on michael venom page mvp bare knuckle fighting championship that was out in england as well on that saturday just a few days ago for us and that was a war i mean which is what you would expect when you see when you watch Mike Perry fight you you know you're gonna get a war you're gonna get you're gonna yep. get a battle you're gonna get the blood you're gonna get what you came what you paid for weekend Trav yep walk us through this it ended up being a six round affair went to mm-hmm. overtime basically yep wow wow insane be money I will tell this to Mike and Mike kind of knows this I think this was the first live beat bare knuckle boxing championship fight i watched i've watched his other fights but they were on replay so i'll admit i've not i didn't watch them live this one i watched live on the bare knuckle app i haven't subscribed just for mike because i know this guy he is a modern day gladiator Mm. i'm not Mm. kidding you if you want to talk about anybody in the combat sports era today this man is the modern day gladiator. Well, he will fight till the finish. He will literally, in my opinion, uh, he will fight till you kill him. And that's what I'm scared to see, actually, because this man is a beast. I watched that fight and B Money. It was insane because I've never watched BKAFC, which is Bare Knuckle Fighting Championships. I've never watched it live. So I didn't really know the rules. I know it was boxing, it was five two minute rounds. And when they finished, uh, it was a good fight early. Uh, Mike dropped him early. And then just, they both just exchanged blows throughout the whole fight, but they came to the very end. The bell rang for the final round. They go to their corners or, you know, wiping off, they're cleaning off. And I know I've been in the ring when I'm done with the fight, your emotions and everything, they, they shut down and they shut off because you're like, I'm done. I'm waiting for the decision now. Right. They're waiting for the decision and it comes back. This fight has been ruled a draw and per bare knuckle fighting rules. We fight another round. And I was like, my jaw dropped because I yeah. was like, holy crap. I don't know how I would have handled that as a fighter myself. I don't know. I mean, like, I know if I was in the ring, I would I would figure it out because that's what we do. But holy crap. That when when he came out for that last round, dude, he went for broke. He just went for broke. And I mean, that's what I'm telling you. You have to kill Mike Perry. That's what happens. Him. He will go out on a shield in any fight, right? And uh, great guy. Love the guy to death. But he is an animal in there, and I love it. And this BKFC is so suited for him. And you know what, BKFC? You have a cash cow there. You have your draw. That's the guy. You want him on the mic. You want him leading up with the promo. You want him in the ring there because he's going to perform. He's going to give everyone a show that's tuning in, whether it's pay-per-view, whether it's live. Mike Perry is the showstopper. Mike Perry is the Mike. You're exactly right. Mike Perry is the cash cow of bare knuckle fighting. P 
pay this motherfucking man because he deserves it. He puts his life on the line. His face was beat up. He was marred with blood. He was everything in this arena. Now, dude, put it out on the line. Pay this man. And also, I'm going to put one out there. I'm going to go one better. He called out Jake Paul in his post-fight interview. Fight the man, Jake Paul. Never happened. Fight the man. Fighting Jake Paul. Jake Paul. I'm calling Jake Paul to fight Mike Perry. Why not? Because I know. I'll tell, I'll tell you Perry, why. I think it's sparred with Jake Paul in boxing. Yeah. Fight the man. That's a big fight. I'll tell you why. And you can quote B-Money on this. Jake Paul is scared of Mike Perry. Bro, I'm scared of Mike Perry. <laughs> yeah, I've been, <laughs> I've, I've been minimally hit by Mike Perry before. It's the not fun. It's the not boogeyman. Good. The boogeyman is afraid of Mike Perry. He okay. He he did like some basic spar drills with us, right? And he was not going full on. I know this very well. But he caught me in the liver, and I've I've only been dropped like twice. I was I dropped. I couldn't. I was I'm like that. This is it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. That did not feel good. That did not feel good at all. But yes, Jake Paul is scared of Mike Perry. That's why we'll never see it happen. Mike Perry is so mean that he makes medicine sick. Ooh. Mike Perry is he's so fast that he could turn the lights off and be in bed before the before it gets dark. Mike Perry is the modern day Muhammad Ali slash Arturo Gotti all rolled into one. Oh, okay, okay. So there's <laughs> that's some love right there. So, anyways, so congratulations to you, uh, Mike, uh, on that victory over MVP out there in England. And you know what, BKFC. Keep this guy happy because he Take is going him, to bro. sell things out for you. And he's going to, I mean, the pay-per-view buys have got to be solid with him on the main event. He's main event there. Okay. He, he should a, not be anything else there. He got a traditional hardcore boxing fan to subscribe and pay the monthly charge of bare knuckle fighting championships app. There you, you go. got that Mike. I subscribe, bro. There you go. So because that's because uh, of you BKFC second order business. That was it. Third and lastly, weekend, Trav, we want to highlight the event we went to on Sunday evening at the Caribe Royale here in Orlando, Florida, which we've gone to a few shows out there at this point in the year. Bally Sports Live. Yep. Bally Sports presents Entrebox Championship Boxing. I always think I say that wrong. Is it Entrebox? It's Entrebox, right? Entrebox Championship Boxing, which was presented by Box Lab Promotions and American Dream Presents uh, there at the Caribe Royale in Orlando, Florida this past Sunday Weekend Trav, uh, overall solid event. Uh, you know, we before we get into the Very. fights, I think just from a promotion standpoint, it was done really well. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, the easeability of the kind of like the logistics and everything was pretty solid for us. We were front row on the couches. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but overall, I would think top to bottom, the card itself was very enjoyable. I think the fights were, were, were entertaining and yeah. uh, just uh, the, the, the scene, the setting, everything for me was a good show it's a good exactly. show to be a part of and we were we were happy to be there uh weekend trap thoughts on the event itself and the and the fights as well it was very well put together i know that when we got there they had messed our seats up and the promoter i, th- I believe it was eric with box lab promotions thank you brother um he took care of us without without a hesitant at all he was like yep yeah, you're right i got you take care of you he came right over took care of us so i have to give a shout out for that because we come we come out every one of their shows where they've had in the last year we we've, we've came to and we buy the best seats in the house and because we appreciate good boxing and we support local boxing for Absolutely. sure um so but top to bottom you're right 
we went to the last show, which was last month, on the, the last show that Box Lab Promotions promoted, which was a very good show. But this show was up another notch from that. Yeah. The, the level of competition and just the overall um, entertainment value and the feel of the entire show uh, on Saturday or on Sunday was a lot better. It just genuinely was from top to bottom. I felt a lot better vibe. It was more of a, a show showtime experience. Entertainment value was up there. Um, and we got to see a couple of our local friends um, extend their records as well. Yeah. So, so we're talking, we're talking Giovanni Estella who won his, uh, his fight by six round decision, as well as yep. Adrian Pinheiro who won, uh, eight, uh, I don't know what round it was. I think it was second round TKO. Uh, and so he moves on to nine and zero, and Giovanni moves on to nine and zero as well. But also we had diesel Derek diesel Jackson, uh, who's an Orlando product, but trains out in Las Vegas. And he had a nice knockout victory as well there. He's got bad intentions, bro. When oh, I was yeah. watching him, he was coming. And he was coming like yeah. this guy was, he was like, I don't know if Derek Diesel Jackson even needed a jab to be fair. I know he's got one, but I don't think he needed one because he was just, he was coming at you and you were either getting knocked out or you were quitting. Regardless, yeah, we had, he was we had a little, our vantage point video. We put that on the socials, uh, you, weighing in with Travis Hartman, all one word on Instagram, or, you know, you can find us on Facebook as well. Uh, but that was a pretty, that was pretty sweet. Uh, he poured it on and that, that fight was over. I don't want to steal your thunder weekend travel. What else did you see out of the card itself? Yeah, it was good. I mean, we got to see a pro debut of a top superstar Cuban fighter who his name was Kevin Brown. Mm. He fought mm. a former world champion in his pro debut. We got to witness that live, which is pretty cool. He also got tackled and body slammed. Welcome <laughs> yeah. to the pros. Welcome to the pros, um, Kevin Brown. Welcome to the pros, bro. You can look that up too on our Instagram page as well. We were one of the first people to put that video out where he got tackled. Happened to catch that. Weighing him and Travis Harmon on our Instagram. Check it on out. On our reel, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's on our reels. We, we got a lot of good footage there. Um, but that was pretty cool to see that. I'm curious to see his career as it unfolds. I mean, when you make your pro debut against a former world champion and he stopped him in what the first or second round, I believe. I can't even remember what it was. It was uh, it was early. See. It was second, second round. It was second round. Yeah. You know, we can travel. I don't know a lot about Kevin Brown, but something tells me he probably had a pretty solid amateur background because I mean yeah. he, he looked like a veteran in there. I mean, he Listen, looked solid. He's, he's from Cuba. So Cuba, they are already pros. They're fighting for a living already over there. So those guys are very already super talented he's i don't know what his official um amateur record was box rec box rec's telling me 68 and 23 which doesn't sound quite certain but uh, yeah that box rec is off i think they have me as an amateur career is like two and seven and i had 170 amateur <laughs> fights so the box rec on the amateur side they're a little off yeah. i bet kevin brown honestly probably had closer to 300 amateur he fights. is sharp i mean he was sharp he was there he looked it like he looked like a, a good it type fighter. So it's uh yeah. so congratulations to him. Uh, we also had a Mayweather promotions product uh, technically from Arizona, but obviously trains with May Mayweather uh, Mayweather's group uh, more than likely out of Vegas. We, we were able to chat with him briefly and uh, do that whole song and dance. And that was one Dorian Mark Khan jr. Uh, who now moves to two and O he had a nice, knockout victory uh over over a guy making a debut himself david allen morgan uh but first round T, uh, tko on that one 19 years old the kid's got age on his side two and oh obviously yep. he's with a he looked uh, good he looked good in there 
top promoter with a, a Floyd Mayweather. Um, so ho keep honing in your talent, keep finding your butt off. Um, but I would say overall, honestly, it, it was a, a pretty solid card. We actually, um, the two guys we wanted to watch ended up going on at the very end of the night because of TV, but guess what? Be money. We're fans and we stayed till the very end. And That's I'm glad right. we did because Giovanni Estella really impressed me again. And I've said this before, and I'm going to continue to say this. Um, once you get to the top level, of um, like the championship level, you don't see a lot of knockouts. And I've said this a long time about Giovanni. He's got the style to last in there with that level of competition. Maybe he's not knocking these guys out now, but it doesn't matter because once you get to that, that elite level, most championship caliber fights, you don't see too many knockouts, yeah. especially he's, he's campaigning as a welterweight. You just don't. So you, what you need is that very good boxing ability and that's what Giovanni has. And he's got that on his side. I think he's got a, his upside, I think is massive. Yeah. He, because I mean, of he, his boxing ability. He was going against a very, very durable Mexican fighter. I mean, that, that, and that was, that was Extremely very. Extremely durable. That, yeah. So, I mean, record wise, I mean, you see it on paper, you're like, eh, but he's a veteran fighter. And when they get the call up from some of these guys that come coming south of the border, you know, you have a tough test in front of you. So oh, that yeah. to me was probably the most impressive I've seen him because to go six rounds and pretty much impose your will as you need to. But this guy kept coming at you. It was just a good overall fight for him. So congratulations mm -hmm. to Giovanni. And then obviously our friend Adrian Pinheiro uh, took home his his victory. He must have been pummeling the guy because the guy quit. He The guy yeah. quit after two rounds. Because Adrian just was putting the beating down on this guy. Yeah, and on paper, it, it looks great um, with the stoppage of a guy like this. This guy goes the distance. With Usually, yeah, this guy does, yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh. he's, 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 his record is not the best, but he's had 50. I'm looking at it. I said 50 pro fights. Be money. This That's guy has. So he knows how to fight, but he also knows how to last. And the fact that Adrian got him to quit, you know, it, it looks good for sure. But I, I would say Adrian for sure. He's progressing very well. Mm -hmm. uh, but I want to see him in there. I want to see some rounds out of him. Yeah. I want to see him get comfortable. I want to see him get into a, you know, a six or an eight round fight and actually yep. get into those rounds. But so far, everybody they put in front of him, he starts him out. So it's not his fault. No. Um, so he's doing what he has to do. He's nine and O with nine knockouts. So I, I I'm proud of this guy. I keep going. Um, but let's, let's, we're going to keep following him for sure because we've already been to a lot of his fights. So we'll keep following Adrian. We'll keep following Giovanni as well. Uh, Derek yep. Diesel Jackson as well. Local guys like that. But um, pay, but it, it pay attention show. at home, at home, pay attention to this young kid, this Dorian Khan jr. Pay attention to this kid. I'm telling you weekend Trav, he looks the part. He looked good in there and uh, seemingly humble. I mean, from our interactions with him, but yeah. he looked pretty crisp. So keep pay attention yeah. to this kid folks uh, as he's coming up as well. I think a super featherweight at this point, uh, but he looked very, very much the part and the talent. The only other thing we can travel. I want to say is this is more or less from the main event. Ken Sims jr. Won the WBA intercontinental super light uh, title. So just congratulations to him over Christian Mino. Uh, but that's, that's pretty much all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, and there was another guy that fought that didn't get a lot. He was 118 pounder. He's a super bantamweight. Antonio Vargas, 13 and one. He looked really phenomenal to me too. Antonio Vargas um, over Samuel Gutierrez Hernandez. Antonio Vargas looked good. He got a TKO oh, yeah. in the fifth round. He looked phenomenal to me. It's it's a weight class that doesn't get a lot of love because it's 118 pounds, but he looked phenomenal to me. He was on point. His punching was good. His his speed was good. His distance was good. His reaction, his re reflexes were very good. So I, I was, 
he was kind of like a little dark horse for me in that fight night because so, I wasn't really expecting to see much. He came out and I was like, I enjoyed it. So all this to be said, ladies and gentlemen, if you're still listening to us, if you're still watching us, as we've said many times on this show, to support local combat sports, especially if shows are promoted as well as this one was by Box Lab Promotions, American Dream Presents, the fact that it was on Bally Sports, um, you know, the Entrebox Championship, it was well done. Go support local shows, local promotions, because you're going to get quality, and, and it showed for us. We had a great, great evening uh, of, of some exciting fights, entertaining fights, had a great evening overall. So so shout out to those guys there at Box Lab Promotions, American Dream Presents, uh, Bally Sports, Entrebox Championship there at the Caribe Royale. So we can trav as we put a ribbon on this thing, put a bow on it. Give me some quick final thoughts here, and this episode will be dropping here on Wednesday. No, well, you know what my final thought is? Should have been my first thought, which is that this is the number one Beards, Bourbon, and Boxing podcast shot in Orlando, Florida, specifically Laureate Park, specifically in a boxing gym, specifically on the second floor of said boxing gym in the podcast room, though today we are apart. Uh, shot on a Sunday or Monday, yet today is Tuesday, dropping on Wednesday morning at 17, 7.15 a.m., in, in the, the world. world. In the world. In the world. So we can try out final thoughts. Final thoughts, man. I was like a kid in a candy store all weekend. I was super busy after we worked out early in the morning. I was on my phone watching uh, because the bare knuckle fights were in England. So they happened like uh, in the afternoon here. The the fights that were heavyweight division was in Saudi Arabia. They actually didn't end up happening until about 6 uh, p.m. I ended up watching that on my way to a dinner date with my wife and another couple. And then ESPN Plus had fights on as well. That's and right. then Sunday night, this is all Saturday, then Sunday night, we go to live boxing in orlando so it was listen i was really really happy but to tell you the truth if you can't tell if you're watching us on what network you're watching us on i'm super tired yeah i think yeah. my eyes are baggy i think it finally caught up to me because the weekend was saturday was boxing and, and we went out sunday night was boxing went out i didn't sleep very good on sunday night or last night so i'm really feeling it today uh, but I'm so glad that we got this out there because I really want to thank the local boxing box lab promotions. I want to thank them for bringing Bally sports here. And I want to thank them for definitely um, doubling down on local boxing in Orlando. I love it that they're putting local guys on these cards because we do have very talented local guys. So I hope they continue to put local guys on because I'm going to tell you this right now. Um, and I hope they're listening is once you guys stop putting these local guys on, I'm going to probably be more reserved to go. I like to see top fights. Yeah. If there's no talent around here, I get it, but yeah. there is talent around here. So I hope you guys continue to put local top fighters on that card and bring in obviously the big time fighters too. Um, but I think one of these local fighters like a Giovanni or an Adrian, I think they have the capabilities to headline one of these shows one day here in Orlando. And I hope, I hope that that's the mission of a box that promotion. So um, I look forward to it and they've treated us well. I'm glad that we went and we'll continue to go. And we'll be honest with the shows so far, our honest opinion, they were good shows. Yeah. 
Yeah. So overall, uh, weekend Trav, I do not have any final thoughts because I'm like you, I'm pretty exhausted. Uh, and we got to edit this thing. We've got to chop it up. We got to put it out there on Wednesday at 7 15 AM. And, uh, once again, thank you to any of our, 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 our subscribers, our followers. If you're not yet subscribed, please do so below. If you're following on YouTube or you're watching on YouTube or rumble, if you're listening to us on Spotify or any other audio source where you get your audio podcasts, please hit the subscribe or follow buttons and on YouTube, hit the little bell icon. So you're notified every time we drop new content, because we will give you five predictions. We'll give you things going on during the week as well. Anywho, we can Trav. It's always, always a pleasure. And um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this thing up and say that over there is weekend Trav. That there is B money, AKA producer, AKA the man, the myth, the legend. Coach B Money. God bless y'all. God bless.